Welcome to episode 306 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, May 30th, 2013 on uh, tonight's show. Uh, Very excited about this. The host of the uh, Just Talking podcast, Christopher Snyder, will be joining me. And go check out uh, JustTalkingPodcast.com. And did you know that um, uh, he has interviewed uh, people like uh, NASCAR drivers? And the winner of the Amazing Race, yeah, go go check. Not not now. I mean, you can go check out Just Talking Podcast. And, well, I mean, unless you're, if you're driving, don't you know what I mean? Uh, but we'll also be uh, talking about the uh, the Twitter hashtag uh, hashtag Day of Diabetes. Uh, what is that about? Uh, we will explain all of that and a lot more coming up on episode 306 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, starting right now. show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I'm your host. My name is Mike Sevilla, your favorite family physician host. What is this show about? I know I get that question a lot. I tell people this is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. I encourage you to check out my digital library of stuff at FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Big shout out to everybody following me on Twitter, all 12,705 people of you out there. I don't know why you're doing that, but uh, very much appreciate that. Also, big shout out to all 821 people who like the Facebook page for this show. Thanks so much for that. Today is Thursday, May 30th. Can you believe this, kids? It's the end of May. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is still feeling like 84 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. Summer has finally arrived here in northeastern Ohio. The pollen is still around, and the pollen is just killing my allergies. But, uh, you know, hey, it's better than snow, so come on. (laughs) How's your week going, kids? How was your uh, Memorial Day weekend? I was working, not that I'm whining, you know, but it's over, and uh, uh, very excited to to have... uh, our show here tonight. Thank you again for your continued support of the of the show, especially for last week's show with my good friend Dr. Rachel Franklin, who is a family physician in the Oklahoma City area, and uh, she gave us the lowdown of what was happening on the ground there. So if you haven't checked that out, that is episode 305, and uh, thank you so much for all the downloads on that and all your feedback on that. Before we get started here, I want to big, give a big shout out uh, to the uh, medical education chat going on right now. Uh, it's hashtag MedEd, and tonight they are celebrating their two-year anniversary. So congratulations to them and to Dr. Ryan over there. I should have him on the show one of these days. And if you're interested in medical education, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 
uh, on Twitter, and the hashtag is MedEd. So congratulations on two years of the MedEd chat. Uh, coming up uh, just in a couple of minutes here is uh, my guest uh, will be coming up, uh, the host of the Just Talking Podcast. Chris Snyder will be here, JustTalkingPodcast.com. And uh, I learned of uh, Chris a few months ago when he was the moderator of a, a Google Hangout where the topic was the Stanford Medicine X Conference, which will be uh, going on this fall. And he was the moderator of four to five uh, e-patients sharing their stories and uh, you know, e-patients like to talk, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, but he was a great moderator there and uh, was checking out some of his stuff, including his Just Talking podcast. And, and I was a guest on his podcast uh, that was just released two days ago at JustTalkingPodcast.com, and we'll talk about that as well. That was a fun time. It's also it's always fun uh, when podcasters talk to other podcasters, so it's, it's always uh, always a good time. But first, before our guest, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host here on this very network. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I'm a real doctor. Yes, I am a uh, family physician in full-time private practice, uh, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. So I will take my break, and after the break, it will be uh, Chris Snyder coming up. You're listening to the Family Medicine, po- uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution just Google FM Revolution for more details. And also a uh, proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.com. And we will be right back. That's right, Family Medicine's leading voice in social media in my own mind. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savella. Go to familymedicinerocks.com to check out more information. And uh, on the line with us, I'm very looking forward to this, uh, this our chat here, the host of the uh, Just Talking Podcast, JustTalkingPodcast.com. Chris Snyder is here. Chris, so welcome to the show there, my friend. All right, I, we're going to just derail this thing from the very beginning. Where did you find that intro music? That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we could talk afterward. Yes, this is, uh, this is yeah, I mean, it's it's fun, and uh, I hope that I will not get uh, sued for uh, copyright. So there you go. <laughs> well, fair use is 30 seconds. So as far as the interlude music is concerned, I think you're okay. But the intro, I find that, I mean, whenever I was developing my, we're going to, um, like I said, I'm just going to do all the thing from from the very beginning. No, but, go ahead, man. Go, yeah, I, mean, go ahead, man. I, I mean, I think that first impressions are certainly everything, and just in, in everywhere you go. And if if you're going to try and sell somebody on coming on your podcast, for example, then you want to make sure that your first thirty seconds to five minutes are strong. So that's why I mean, I have to get my 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 disclaimer out of the way, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, but I do that, and then I go get right to the music, and then as soon as I do my intro, I get right to the guest because on my podcast, Just Talking Podcast. Um, I, I try to focus and feature the person who's on the show because, in theory, people coming to my podcast already know who I am, but I want to highlight who the guest is, so I, I try to get to them right away. So, I mean, it's, it's a very concise introduction. It's like, okay, this is my handshake. 
And then based off of those, you know, three to five minutes, you should have a perfect idea of what you're going to be getting into, assuming you are interested in coming on the podcast. But with you, you've got this upbeat, happy-go-lucky kind of music going on. All of a sudden you come on, you have your radio voice with the high pitch, low pitch, perfect pacing, everything like that. I mean, it's, it's a certainly, it's a different experience for me. I'm not used to, I'm not used to that kind of professionalism. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, um, you know, I, I've had a lot of feedback uh, on on the on the on the intro, and uh, a lot of people tell me, Mike, you know, just jump into it, man. I mean, what, why do you think you're on TV or something? Like, you need this big, huge, long intro. Uh, so there's different <laughs> philosophies of it, you know, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, and, and the, your style or you know that, that style, jump right into it is is cool too. And uh, well, people will, will will, and that's why I really want people to kind of check out our chat on your show at just talkingpodcast.com uh, is that your style is a lot different than mine. You're a lot more laid back and, and I'm a little bit more high energy. Not that, that one is, is, is better than the other, but I mm-hmm. uh, encourage the listeners to, uh, to check out uh, when, uh, when you're asking the questions and then when I'm asking the questions. So this will be kind of fun here tonight. <laughs> it's, it, it was interesting because whenever I was developing the podcast, I was working with one of my close friends who, who actually created the intro music and the interview music for me. And I, and I kind of gave him an idea of what I was going for. I said, I wanted something kind of, I wanted something chill. I wanted something laid back. And I can't, and he, he threw a couple of samples at me and I said, all right, go with this and then, you know, kick it up a notch a little bit. I mean, I wanted to give me a little more, something a little more intense. So that's why you had that intro kick, which is, it's kind of hard to describe it right now without hearing it. But whenever you hear, whenever you hear the beat and everything that happens, it comes in, it's smooth, but there, it, there's purpose to it. And I think that that kind of, and it, I think that does kind of summarize, I never really thought about it, it does kind of summarize what my podcast is because, I mean, I ask pointed questions, but I want it to be a relaxed environment and I want it to be a situation where my guests can feel like they can open up and just kind of ramble on for 10 to 15 minutes without me necessarily even saying anything because I ask such, I mean, I ask such open-ended questions that I, mean, I allow for that kind of format to kind of take place. But it's, it's like I said, it, it's a weird kind of thing because, like I said, it's that first impression. And whenever I want to sell somebody who, if the first thing they get from me is an email saying, hi, you don't know who I am, I'd like to have you on my podcast. And, if I'm lucky <laughs> enough, and, and, and then if I'm lucky enough for them to actually click on the link and sample the show, I have to feel confident in what I'm going to be producing every single week so that I know that in case somebody does come in and say, all right, I'm going to click on the latest episode and see what's up. And if I'm not hooked after 30 seconds or after two minutes, I'm a no-go. But I've had enough people say, hey, I, I only listened to the first five minutes and I knew I was going to come on. I've had people say that where I feel confident in my approach and how I do things. But it's, you know, it, I don't want to talk about podcasting theory for the whole night. That's not necessarily why no, I'm no, here. No, no, no. We can circle back to it, too. Because, because these I, are definitely types of to... things that, these, these are types of things that, I don't want to say keep me up at night, but I definitely think about it more than any normal person does, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I want to, we, we'll, and we'll definitely come back to this, but, but uh, just to let my audience know where the people that are going to be listening to this. You know, just talking podcast, just talking podcast dot com. How would you describe that to somebody who's never heard of it? Uh, what is just talking podcast? So the to give it the full story, I started off I mean, from my diabetes blog. It, this is kind of we're going to tangent all over the place. So I start off with my diabetes blog. Every Friday, I committed myself to writing a thousand words on a video game topic of my choice. From that video game topic, I was noticed by one of the video game websites that I frequent, uh, TalkingAboutGames.com, and I was offered uh, offered an editorial position where my where my features that I would writing I was writing for my personal blog would get to be posted on the front page there. From there, I was it was determined that I you know, kind of had an idea what I was talking about, and I was given a chance to guest on a podcast. From there, I was brought in as a co-host. Of, of one of the featured podcasts, Post Game Report, there. Uh, and after a couple of months, I took over hosting duties, which was basically editing, creating show notes, managing the podcast itself, kind of tangenting from topic to topic, making sure everybody had their opportunity to say whatever they needed to say, keeping the flow going. 
and I did that for a while. But then after probably about four months of that, I got bored of just talking about video games and realized that even within my podcast co-host, while we were only talking about video games, I knew there was more to them than just gaming. One of the guys that I was that, that was one of the co-hosts is actually still working and talking about games. Excuse me, he he works for the army. And I knew that that's a big part of who he is. It's a big part of his culture, but we never get a chance to really talk about that. But I think that's really fascinating. And and I think that those are missed opportunities just because people come to that gaming podcast for video games, not necessarily for everything else that's going on in their life. So I decided to venture off and start my own podcast where we could talk about all those other things. And it was, I, I consulted with, with some people that I trusted about it and, and said, this is what I'm thinking. And they said, go for it. And just talking was born. Um, it, it it basically is as casual as it sounds. We are just talking. I come into the show literally with four to five bullet points, and I try to find transitions from there. And I try to find follow-up questions. It, it forces me to pay attention to my guests because if I only come in with four things, then I I mean how am I how, how am I going to fill an hour with with only four bullet points, right? Um, so that's basically what's happened. I started off in my super comfort zones of people with diabetes and gamers that I knew. And now it's come out to just cold call emails. I will send out if I can find an email address or if you respond to me on Twitter, chances are I'm going to send you a podcast invite. And uh, I've been doing this since October of 2009, I think, and just released 189 episodes. That doesn't count the revisits and the PSAs. So I've, I mean, I'm close to 200 probably published uh, pieces of content on my on my feed. Um, but I've been podcasting for well, I guess almost four years now, which is really scary to think. But wow. yeah, it's, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's the really fascinating thing is that growing up, I I I was I was more of an introvert in college. I, I didn't go out and hang out with my friends at you know Friday and Saturday nights. I was one of those guys. And in social situations, I tried to avoid them wherever possible. But from the blog and the podcast, I feel like I've I found my voice in, in more than one form, and it's it's been a, a really exciting journey for me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to when we hang out like uh, in real life because uh, we, we're so similar. Because uh, people people definitely laugh at me and, and they don't believe me when I said when I was in high school and college I was totally an introvert and uh, did not want to talk to anybody. And uh, then I started doing some of the social media stuff and uh, and you could definitely relate this as a podcaster. I mean, you, you feel you know sometimes a, a lit a little bit or a lot more uh, uh, comfortable in front of a microphone with nobody around uh, than in kind of like a social-type uh, setting. Would that be right? Yeah, it's it's a comfort that I didn't know existed for me, though. I think it helped that I started off talking about something that I was super passionate about in video games with people that I had been listening to before. Like, I mean, before, I was just the guy with the iPod listening to these people. Then all of a sudden, I'm on the Skype call with them. And after a couple of weeks of, of getting over that fanboy moment of, holy crap, I'm, I'm talking to this person who I kind of idolized to some extent, and all of a sudden, I was treated as an equal, and then people came to me for my opinions on video games, and all of a sudden, I'm influencing, you know, purchasing opinions, which is a weird power trip we don't necessarily have to get into. Um, but it's it, it's it, it's it's interesting because I, I didn't know that I enjoyed it, I didn't know that I had this in me, but now like I've been doing it for so long that it's kind of hard to imagine myself without this this facet of my life. Yeah, let's dip, dip into that a little bit. I mean, you know, gaming and stuff. I'm like, what, 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 what's your first, like, kind of uh, gaming uh, memories or experiences or systems? I mean, we can get geeky here, too. I mean, if you want to throw out some gaming systems and that type of thing. I, I'm not as hardcore as most, but my first video game blister was Mortal Kombat, the original for nice. Sega Genesis. Um, nice. Everybody still knows the blood code, so we know that. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's one of those things where I... I mean, video games have always been a part of my life one way or another. It, it's, it's, sometimes they've been a little too much. I mean, there was there was a period in college where I 
played a little too many video games, um, which is that was that was fun, um, but I made it out. Go Hokies! Um, but it's nice. I, I don't know. It, it, it's been a weird kind of community thing too, because especially as you know, as I move on from college and as I you know get my own place and you know you you have opportunities to hang out with people and you know, but you start to build these these friendships online and it sounds. It might have sounded cliche five, seven years ago, but now it's kind of a standard issue thing. But I mean, if you can find a community of like-minded people, then all of a sudden you sign on to Halo or Call of Duty, and there's always going to be people online, and they're going to be you know, behaving moderately appropriate. And then you can hang out, and then you build these relationships where you're not necessarily just talking over Xbox Live. All of a sudden you're having Skype calls, you're exchanging emails, you're meeting up whenever you're traveling and things like that, and you can really form these friendships. And, I've, I mean, it's it's been pretty exciting for me because – a number of the people that I met through these gaming communities, I still consider really close friends of mine. And it's, it's it might sound silly to somebody who, who's uninitiated that, hey, you know, we we first met talking about Call of Duty, and Call of Duty and video games might still have a statement depending on who you talk to. But there are, I mean, it, we're going to be talking about the e-patient community, but there are a lot of passionate communities out there if you can find the right like-minded people. Uh, and uh, I, I don't, I know very little about kind of the, the gaming type of community and, and culture. I mean, when, when you would guys would do these podcasts or social media and stuff, I mean, I, I would imagine it would start out, start you know, talking about gaming and things, and then you would probably branch out on any kind of topic that you guys wanted to talk about. I presume it's. I mean, it's it, it depends on the show. Some shows are are more strict to the format, and it's it's you know half hour to forty five minutes of. These are the topics. This is what we're going to talk about. You know, trying to the tangent things like that. Other shows embrace the tangents, and I think that's one of the things that talking about games, at least uh, those podcasts over there, they wouldn't necessarily encourage it, but they would embrace the tangent. So if we went off on a 15-minute thing about why moving was terrible, or why I had a terrible weekend, or that this is what happened in a car accident, or you know, hey, I've got a bird feeder now, and I'm obsessed with watching all the Blue Jays bicker with all the house sparrows in my feeder. Those are the types of things where it's a little different, and those types of tangents are embraced with with everybody. So then, so then your podcast co-hosts are, are are learning from that, and then the listeners are learning from that, and then whenever you're talking about things offline, as it were, those types of, of of bullet points, as it were, they're not necessarily foreign. So it's just part of the it just becomes part of the conversation. And all of a sudden, you're learning more about these people, and that's kind of where my podcast came from because I was learning all these things about my co-host, be it, you know, I guess almost kind of before we were recording, after recording, during the recordings, during gaming sessions, things like that. And these are interesting stories that I, I felt were worth hearing and worth telling. And, and that kind of began, it kind of began that desire to have, to have a, a more in-depth conversation, not necessarily specifically about video games. I mean, so it might be, this might be the common point where the conversation can start, Kind of be it can be that icebreaker like hey you have diabetes tell me about your diagnosis story those are the easy things to talk about to get the conversation started but then there's more to everybody than those early bullet points and that's usually what I'm after. So uh, um, so just talking podcast I mean is there you know other than me uh, any uh, any uh, uh, other memorable guests or people that you re- or one or two people that you really wanted to get that you got that you're really proud of. So are are you are you a big NFL guy? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm familiar with the NFL. Yeah. So, what about the NFL Network? Oh, yeah, I've watched NFL Network. Yeah. What about NFL Red Zone? Eh, not so much. Okay, so NFL Red Zone basically is the ultimate crack for people that love fantasy football in particular. You basically will sit down at one o'clock. The show comes on, and they will go to every single football game as they're happening for the next, I guess, eight, seven and a half hours. Every every score, every meaningful play, you will see. At times, they will do a double. They will split screen it for two games at once. Every <laughs> now and then, they will go up to a quad box. You will see, you will, there are four games on the screen at once. 
The host of that wow. show is Scott Hansen, and he okay. gets he gets basically two bathroom breaks over the course of the entire show, which it, it, nice. you, can, you can kind of hear whenever he's not around. But he's there the entire time. He's managing the feed. <laughs> he, he's the guy doing all the commentary whenever necessary. Um, and I got him on my podcast. I ha- I got a half hour of him on my podcast. He gave my mom a shout out, which was fantastic. It, it's one of those things where. He he was he's active enough on Twitter. He responds, and it got to the point where hey, he responded to me two or three times over the course of four or five weeks. I felt like it was an opportunity where hey, Scott, I'd love to get you on my podcast. And I knew I was going to get him on during the football season, but he said hey, send this guy. I guess he's an NFL Network PR guy. An email after the after the combine, and we can yeah. see what happens. So I sent the guy an email, feed back and forth. Next thing you know, I've got a phone number to call. Call this time. I had a half hour with him, and it was fantastic. Um, that was one of those things where. It, it, it's incredible where social media, where you have that kind of access, and you try not to abuse it because everybody has so you know Twitter, or whatever, on their phones, on the computer, open all the time, and people are going to be, I mean, they're going to see all those notifications. But if you're polite about it, at the very least, you, you, you can get a polite decline. You know, it's one of the things where I sure I, I sent an email to, to Stan to Stan Lee's people. I knew I was going to get him on the podcast, but I found an email address that so was worth a shot, and they actually responded, and I thought that that was really cool because somebody – and he wasn't Stan himself responding, obviously, but the fact that they actually responded to little old me, I thought that was kind of cool where I knew I was going to get him on the podcast, but it was kind of an interesting opportunity for me to just say, hey, let's see what happens. Um, but Scott Hansen got him on the podcast. That was a really big deal. I've been pursuing <laughs> the – I've been pursuing the guy who was the, he's not, he was the creative strategist at the time – of the um, of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series, which is okay. at the time yeah. it was the biggest stuff. Robert Bowling, I've been going after him for about two and a half years, trying to find a way to get him on the podcast, and I got him on a couple of months ago. So that was a big one to me personally, just because it was one of those long pursuits. Um, but honestly, at this point, every week is a blessing. Uh, there there have been plenty of times where I have no idea what's going to happen, and all of a sudden somebody responds to an email at the very last second, and I'm just super grateful. Uh, I it's. I, I do what I can to focus on a guest at the moment, but then I know that I have another week to go. I mean, I've released a piece of audio since every week since October 2009. Um, wow. and, that has, and that has been very taxing at times because it's easy oh, to yeah. go on the towel. It's easy to do a monologue. Yeah. I, I, okay, so technically I've only done one, one 15-minute monologue, and that's because I was at scientific sessions, um, yeah. and I didn't have anything queued up. But every every other week besides that, I've had a piece of original content to put up there, and I'm very proud of that. Wow, man! So, so what, what's kind of the, the cold call pitch then? Like, uh, how do how do how do you pitch the podcast to, you know, like somebody who doesn't know you at all? Let's, I can pull up the last draft email I sent. Hang on one second. We can go through this. Uh, hi, person. Uh, my my name is Chris. Obviously, you'll see that in the email. So, I have a, my podcast, Just Talking, features uh, a different guests each week, featuring their stories. And experiences. I'd like to see if you. I'm writing to see if you'd be interested in coming on to talk about X, Y, and Z. Uh, if you're interested in sampling my podcast to see how I conduct my business, you can go to JustTalkingPodcast.com. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thanks for considering my offer. It's very short and sweet, um, and that's it, it, it. Kind of. I mean, it'll it'll vary from here or there, but it's basically hi. This is what I this is what I'm proposing. You know, X, Y, and Z. Check out my podcast. And I mentioned the word business in there because I think that while it isn't, I'm not getting paid out of this, I think that it, I try to present myself as professional as possible. Um, it's like, it, it, like I said, I mean, that whole first impression is everything. I mean, that email is part of that, that opening handshake. And if they click through and listen to the podcast, then hearing the audio is, I, I believe, is enough to seal the deal. I and mean, if they listen to it, I feel confident enough that if they have the availability, they're going to come on the podcast. That's great. That's great. I mean, it, I mean, it is a good business, you know, model. I mean, in and uh, and you know I don't want to 
it'd be you know revealing things here. I mean, it's you know if, if but it'd be good for. You know, I would imagine you probably had some sponsorship opportunities or people that want to, you know, take part in the podcast from a business standpoint. That's because I mean, it, it, you've had a, a, a nice variety of people, and uh, uh, the thing that that I uh, admire about it is that you know, me, I, I'm I'm just kind of staying in my own little community, and uh, um, I looked at you know your guest list, and it's been very impressive, and I was kind of curious on how. You know, you're pitching these people and say, "Hey, come on in, and you know, and we can talk about X, Y, and Z, and that type of thing." So, uh, so I'm definitely taking notes in here, and, and and maybe I can I can start pitching this thing to to people who are outside of my comfort zone, like you said, uh, and and that will be that will be even taking it to the next level, I guess. It's it's a blessing and a curse though, because primarily speaking, my my audiences are in two circles: people with diabetes and gamers. Um, and, and I guess you could add the third circle of whoever is following my guests on Twitter. I mean, I, try, I do I do typically rely on them to do a little bit of promotion whenever the podcast goes out, and hopefully those people are engaged enough to click on the link and download and potentially subscribe and come back for more, but it doesn't. it's not a foolproof plan. But those three circles are distinct, and they don't really overlap. And that's – in the grand scheme of things, that's where my podcast kind of comes apart in that there's no – the only consistent theme is that – I'm the host, but if I'm not the if I'm not a feature, then I I know, I know I mean I've spoken with people where they won't listen to people they won't listen to podcasts if they if they are aligned with certain interests. It's hard to get people, for example, with diabetes to listen to one of the gamer focused podcasts, even if we don't necessarily talk about video games. If that entry point is video games, it's a tough sell for somebody that doesn't have that similar interest, and that's. I mean, if we're talking about this as a business, I mean, right now I'm only building my personal brand. I mean, I'm not making money off of this. This costs me 20 bucks every month for hosting. And then aside from, like, the equipment and stuff like that, that's really it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm building myself the podcaster, and that's really all I can rely on. But it's, it's difficult to really sell this to anybody else as a cohesive experience because all my audiences are so distinct. And that's, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. I'm not, I'm not really sure if I would do anything different about it. Um, the only real main thing I would change with my podcast would be the episode titles. If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't try to think of anything clever. I would just say that every every title would just be with and then the podcast guest. So it'd be just talking with, you know, Chris Snyder, you know, just talking with Scott Hanson, things like that. Um, it's it's a little more direct in that way, so people would have a better idea of what they're getting themselves into. But other than that, I have no regrets. My guest on the line uh, is the uh, host of the uh, Just Talking Podcast. Go to JustTalkingPodcast.com, uh, especially the most recent episode of where I was on. Uh, it was, it's fantastic. You know, yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, Chris, let's kind of shift gears here because I've had uh, some feedback from the audience uh, about your your patient story and, and being an e-patient. Um, as we start our kind of this section, uh, uh, when people ask you, you know, Chris, you know, what is an e-patient? You know, how do you define and personally for you, how, what is an e-patient? Well, it's not me. Um, I, I, I only recently have I come to to grips with the fact that I might be considering an e-patient. I mean, I know I was I was lucky to receive an e-patient scholarship last year at Medicine X. I'll be going this year at Medicine X again. Um, but I don't. It's difficult because I don't feel, and this is one of the weird things about me, I don't necessarily believe, I have a self-confidence issue at times, but I don't think that I'm necessarily out there with the same specific objectives and, and means and advocacy points of views as, as some of my peers within the diabetes community. But um, I, I think that, generally speaking, e-patients, they're, they're, they're engaged is ultimately what it comes down to, be it Facebook, be it Twitter, Tumblr, their own blogs, whatever. Um, they are engaged with more than just themselves. They're out there for some kind of greater purpose, be it to educate, 
to advocate, um, to, to just inform, uh, to, to try to speak on behalf of other people, whatever it is, um, they have a story to tell and they're using whatever platforms they've built up to try to connect with other people. Um, hopefully other people will actually be listening. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that my, my, my diabetes blog is, is as impactful as others when it comes to that type of advocacy and things like that. I think that I had moments of brilliance and I try to try to capitalize on them whenever possible, but there are other bloggers out there. There are other people out there that have blogs, um, that, that have a stronger purpose and that I would point to first and foremost, as far as the diabetes community when it comes to patient advocacy. Um, so since you don't consider yourself an e-patient, like what, what, what is, what is the story that you want to share with people? What is the story that you want to share uh, on your blog when you talk to people? Um, <laughs> uh, that I have two cats and that I, I like taking pictures of my birds. Um, <laughs> or not my birds. I like taking pictures of my bird feeder and whatever birds show up. I mean, you should have seen how excited I was when I found that there was an indigo bunting in the in the backyard area. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because I say interesting too many times. Um, I, so I, I share my, my, my blog started um, in 2009 as a way to vent because I was frustrated with my diabetes and I didn't really have an idea what was going on. And it was, that was the only way I really knew how to express what was going on and eventually connect with, I mean, eventually connecting with the community became an objective. But at first it was just, this is what I'm feeling Maybe somebody will read it, whatever. Um, and then eventually things kind of fell in line, and then you know, I got on a CGM, and I kind of stood up to my, my endocrinologist and things like that. And, and and eventually my diabetes came to a place where I didn't necessarily need to talk about it every single day. But I I still felt that kind of cathartic release by, by blogging about something. So then it just turned into writing about whatever else was on my mind. And then, like I said, eventually we did get cats, and now I have a bird feeder, and whatever, and bird feeding or you know, bird watching is this thing that I love for some odd reason, maybe because I am a cat. Um, but I think if, if there is some kind of overwhelming purpose, it's just that um, diabetes sucks, but it's manageable and, and great things are possible, you know, despite it and sometimes because of it. But there are also other aspects to my life. So you might be coming to my diabetes blog, but there might be a two-week period where you're not going to read about my diabetes. And, and I'm comfortable with that because sometimes diabetes, while I'm certainly aware of it and I'm doing everything I can to manage it, it's not necessarily the first thing that I'm going to point to whenever I need to start sharing my feelings about anything. Uh, and um, what is your blog? So the URL to be sugarfree dot com. There's there's a nice. long string of so like there's a long string of, of nicknames there. When I was I was diagnosed in 2002, and one of the nicknames I was given among my friends then was sugarfree because they just thought it's like oh sugarfree that's sweet. And I was, ah, you play on words. Um, so that stuck with me, and whenever I eventually formed my Xbox uh, Xbox Live Gamer Tag, I went with the variant of Sugar Free. So that's kind of been my form alias and things like that. So I went with Sugar Free um, for all my all my things. And then of course it, I have a serious branding issue. Uh, my my Twitter handle is I am underscore Spartacus because I love the movie That Thing You Do. Um, in case anybody out there has ever seen, that's a fantastic movie. The uh, one of the main characters shouts I am Spartacus. So it's, it's actually because of that movie, not because of Spartacus, which is a a terrible thing. Uh, okay. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was lost. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. That's uh, like, so a question on my list here. <laughs> so I, I, I went with Diana Spartacus thing just because I thought that, that was kind of clever. Um, I think it might have been because um, just sugar free by itself was already taken one way or another. So I wanted to think of something different. Um, but either way, so I, I, I was just thinking of different URLs, and I felt like to be sugar free kind of worked. But I didn't want the blog to be called to be sugar-free. So, again, going with that branding issue, the blog itself is called A Consequence of Hypoglycemia. And I did that 
mostly for search engine, search engine optimization, capitalization issues. Um, I know that hypoglycemia is a big buzzword within the diabetes community. It's a, it's a serious complication in case you're not aware of it. And you have to be stay on top of it. I mean, there are people that have died because of it or in their sleep. It's, it's a terrible thing. Um, but I knew that, it, that you know, people might be... It, in the grand scheme of things, I do want to be read because I think that I, I might have a story that's worth reading at times. So I, I could capitalize on that. I mean, within the, I think it was on the about page, I, I linked out to at the time the American Diabetes Association saying, hey, if you came here for actual legit reasons, here's where you want to go for actual legit medical you know, things. Um, but other than that, there's my blog. So it's, it's fun because whenever I'll get random PR pitches saying, hi, you know, hi, blog administrator, we want to feature something on your 2B Sugar Free blog. And yeah. there are there are a number there are a number of things there that that are just red flags and my eyeballs are just you know exploding rage because I know that they're not paying attention but uh, I know that if they say to be sugar free somewhere in in their pitch I know that they don't know who I am and they don't necessarily care and it's just you know fill in the spawn field and that means that I'm not going to be an engage I'm not going to engage with whatever service you might be selling no matter how relevant it might be to me so it's it, it like I said I have braining issues but it's also kind of a fail safe and it, it, it's kind of like a two step verification of are you legit in your in, in your pitch to me then I will take you seriously. Uh and yeah and I, I mean I I have a bio here that I'm reading here and uh, you you are you're on Tumblr too and that's a, a different uh, kind of a brand as well right. So I I, I mean this is I have problems um, I have a main Tumblr where things that I don't necessarily think are relevant for my blog uh, will go up there, and it's kind of evolved into a bunch of random comic-based stuff and other things that I, I will comment on or that I'll find or reblog and things like that. Um, and then I built one for my podcast because my general theory is go where the people are. So, I mean, I, my podcast has a presence on Tumblr, um, has a presence on Pinterest, even though it doesn't really get that much traffic, uh, has a presence on Facebook, my pod, and then there's obviously the podcast blog. So because I believe, like I said, go where the people are. So I mean, people can find my content in a number of different ways, and if I can get them in, I feel confident what I have, I can get them hooked. So that's two. Uh, I I got to log in just so we can actually go down through because if, if people are listening that are aware of my issues, they're going to be really mad if I don't get this right. Okay, so the regular <laughs> one, podcast one. Now I have one. So I have one for my cats because I take too many pictures of my cats. That's what the internet really? is for. Really? cats. Um, wow. I have one for all the birds that I spot on the bird feeder. Uh, it's like I said, it's 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 a it's a sickness. I'm okay with it. I have one called the Daily Dexcom, where I've because I take if you check me again on Instagram, this is really self-promotional. I'm sorry. My Instagram feed is mostly pictures on my Dexcom receiver and my cats. I'm trying to be better about that. I've, I'm, I'm more conscious uh, so, about so, it. I'm trying to space it out. But so so back, there, back, 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 back up a little bit so people don't know what a Dexcom is. Explain that a little bit. Continuous glucose uh, monitor. Uh, so basically, people with diabetes, uh, uh, instead of doing the finger poke, to, 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 to speak more bluntly about it, uh, that is is the most is the most accurate form of managing our blood glucose and, and seeing where you're at, and that forms the basis of how much insulin do I take for a correction for meals and things like that. Uh, the CGM will check um, will check your interstitial fluid, not necessarily your blood, but it checks that every five minutes, and it forms basically a dotted line. Of, of your blood glucose throughout the day. So whereas the blood glucose test itself, the finger poke, are the dots, 
the CGM is is going to connect those dots with actually what happens. So if you test at 8 a.m. and you're at you know 100, and you test at lunchtime and you're 100, that's great. But the CGM will tell you, hey, you dipped to 55 at, at somewhere in the middle of the morning. And you had to correct again, and you'll see that line go throughout the day. And then you can configure it to alarm for highs and lows, and it helps keep things more in line. And it's brought my A1C down for for all the doctors out there. It's brought my A1C down significantly, and it's it's been an invaluable resource in my in my diabetes management. Um, but as a result of having this thing, I obsess about it too much, and I'm not I'm not alone in this. I, I can safely say that. So I take a lot of pictures of it, and I decided to build a Tumblr for that. And I've encouraged other people to submit their own pictures because, like I said, I'm not the only person that does that. And I've gotten a decent number of submissions there. So that's one, two, three, four, five. We're not done yet. There's another one called. This is really bad. Built another one called the Cinnamon. This is uh, this uh, shout out to one of my friends, Kim Kim Blasnick. She said one time on Facebook that there should be a satire site similar to the Onion, but for diabetes headlines. And then within that Facebook comment string, people started submitting their own fake headlines, and I thought it was hilarious. But nobody really did anything after that. So the next day, I built this Tumblr called the Cinnamon, um, and. And I took all of those initial headlines and put them in there to, to, to kind of kind of fuel the fire. And I started building my own and started writing my own content. And again, I encourage other people to submit their own stuff. And I realized that writing comedy is very difficult, um, but it's it's fun to, to try to satirize t- typical diabetes memes and cliches and things that people don't necessarily they might ne- not necessarily understand. Um, so one of the things that I, uh, for example. Um, this one of the ones I recently posted. Well, it's just to release a PWD-themed line of fruit snacks aimed at adults with diabetes. So uh, something like fruit snacks or juice boxes are, are easy go-to items for correcting low blood sugars. Uh, and I felt that it was would be funny if there was a company out there that would actually release something and said, hey, people with diabetes, this is for you. It wouldn't actually happen, but I think it was funny enough, and they got a decent response. So that's the cinnamon. You get the kind of idea there. The latest one that I just built, which I guess we're going to kind of get into because one of the topics, is Day of Diabetes, which I need to continue to update. Uh, two weeks ago, I decided to live tweet a Day of Diabetes Management Every single thought, every single action that I took diabetes related got a tweet, which means yeah. How'd you, I, like, how'd you come up with that? Did that just like you know just like pop in your head or like what? I, like, I don't know what happened, but I just realized that I I check my Dexcom so many times and I write about the same things generally speaking so many times that it got boring for me, and I realized that there would have been an opportunity there to this was it was an opportunity for me to write about something different or write about something similar but in a, in a different perspective. So I needed, but I needed the content first. So I decided to do the live tweeting thing, and I'd already used Storify before for a couple of different things. So I knew that I could build the Storify story, as it were, so that anybody could come in after the fact and just read every single tweet that I posted. And I think there was like 40 or 50 tweets over the course of the day, something ridiculous like that. But like I said, it was every single diabetes action, and that was a good diabetes day for me. I had pretty solid control that day, and there were 40 to 50 actions taken during a good day. And so during a bad day, who knows how many actions I'm taking? But the fact is that diabetes is an ever-present thing for me, and it has to be if I'm going to control it well. So I posted a little stuff on Twitter, created a Storify post, put it up on the Tumblr, and then I encourage other people to try it because I think that there is a huge opportunity for people out there that are aware of diabetes but not aware of what it really means. And, and Twitter is such a prevalent thing that there's an opportunity there for people to really share that story and if, if other people are following it along. Not, they might not necessarily have like a come to Jesus moment or anything like that, but they might come away having a slightly better understanding. And if, if one to two people a week potentially have a better idea of what it means to manage diabetes day in and day out, then I think that that's something cool because at the end of the day, 
at the end of this day of diabetes, like kind of experience, that's great for the person following me on Twitter, but it doesn't stop for me, you know? I mean, I still have to wake up the next day and go about the exact same stuff again, and it does it literally does not stop. So while it might be exhausting for one person following me on Twitter, I'm living this stuff. Um, and I think that if, if we can drive that point home, it's just another way to try to spread the awareness of, hey, diabetes is a serious thing. And, you know, it, it, and while you might know about it because you watch Scrubs or you might have seen an episode of House or ER or something like that, it's a little more serious than that. And it's, you know, it, it's manageable. It, it, it can be, it, it, it's, it's, it can be easy, and that was an easy manage, but it can be managed easily if you're on top of it. But staying on top of it is a very taxing thing. I mean, it was a very exhausting day for me if I'm chronicling, if I'm actually focusing on every diabetes action that I'm taking. Um, it's kind of funny, though, because I've gotten a few responses from other people that have done it saying, this is one of the best days of control I've had in weeks. And it's because you're, you're so focused on, on chronicling all the actions that you're aware of everything that you're doing. And you can't spend every single day of your life that hyper-focused. But it's, right. an, interesting, uh, it's an interesting experiment to do it for one day, as it were. Uh, and and uh, people can, can check us out, uh, um, hashtag Day of Diabetes. And, and in the past couple of weeks, I mean, there have been at least a couple of people that I've seen in the diabetes community that that uh, that, that did this as well. So it's, it mm-hmm. seems like it's got a pretty good response. And, uh, um, if, you know, the, the diabetes community, at least some of the, the, uh, the key opinion people are, are – have done it, and other people are, are going to be planning to do it. I mean, it's, it's it's very cool that that something like this can take hold in the diabetes community so quickly, and then and it gets all spread around because of social media. The thing that I'm really excited about, though, is that the the retweets that I was seeing from it, and this is it sounds kind of vain, but I'm I'm, I'm I am hyper aware of things that are being tweeted at me and, and stuff that it gets retweeted and favorited. But the people that were retweeting and favoriting tweets, they weren't necessarily people within the diabetes community, and that was exciting for me because. That was kind of the objective because in the grand scheme of things, I'm preaching to the choir for the most part. People with diabetes already know what it's like day in and day out. They might necessarily be on insulin pens. They might not be on, on, on an XGUM G4 or whatever, but they know what it takes to manage this disease day in and day out. But for, the reach, but, but for the people that are retweeting to their followers that aren't necessarily part of the diabetes community and if they're actually paying attention to it, that's where this thing might actually have some kind of long-lasting value if I can actually spread, if not I, but if we can spread that kind of awareness to people that are, that are immediately connected with diabetes. Yeah, see, kind of, kind of raising type of awareness. I mean, you know, that's, you know, that, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I know you, um, you're being very humble about it, but I mean, it's, you know, that, that is, you know, that is what diabetes advocates do. That is what e-patients do, and I think it's very admirable kind of mm-hmm. what you're doing. It's very cool when I saw that on my Twitter stream and, and uh, Facebook that, that uh, you're doing that, and uh, it's great that other people are jumping in and, and sharing their story uh, as well. So um, yeah, so it's very cool to kind of watch it. I'm, I'll be very curious to see, you know, what happens, you know, over the next few weeks as, as uh, more people start to read it, uh, not just in the diabetes community, outside the diabetes community to see, you know, uh, how much it, it, the awareness is raised uh, by this because it is – it's been interesting to kind of follow the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to pull a podcaster on you, but this kind of dovetails back into Medicine X, where this whole entire thing from my number of levels wouldn't have been possible for me if I hadn't gone to Medicine X, because that opened my eyes to the fact that it's more than just diabetes. Being there for that first day, hearing stories from e-patients from other chronic diseases and other chronic conditions, and I, you know, and I know that cancer is a thing, I know that chronic pain is a thing, but to hear the stories right there from the front row it was really meaningful for me because I realized that that this entire, you know, online advocacy effort, it's, it, it is much bigger than just diabetes or AIDS or cancer or whatever. 
and and the fact is that there's a lot that we can learn from each other and there's a lot that we can benefit from whenever we are kind of collaborative at times and those types of and those types of and that type of motivation that I was experiencing there it, 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 without that I wouldn't have thought that doing this doing this live tweeting thing could have been a thing that encouraging people to do it could have been a thing to the point where it could spread beyond just my tiny little diabetes circle so it's it's exciting and those are the types of things that that medicine x I'm not sure if that I'm not sure if 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 Larry Chu, Dr. Larry Chu, who arranges the thing, I'm not sure if he necessarily thinks that that's one of the initial benefits of it. But I think that that type of thinking is what he's hoping is going to come out of people whenever they go to Medicine X, when they go to these types of conferences. People can come out of it with that type of enlightenment, if it were. Uh, if that's a kind of a way to describe it, then I think that that's really what that kind of conference is all about because it's a great networking opportunity. There's a lot of things you can learn. It's great. But it's what do you do the week after? What do you do the month after? What do you do the year after? And if you can find something meaningful because you, if Medicine X was a catalyst for that, then that's that's something that's really exciting for me. So that's why I'm excited to go back again because if I'm capable of, of this silly little hashtag after one year, who knows what could happen a year after that. Uh, and I encourage people to, to listen to your podcast of, of a lot of uh, key people from the Medicine X 2012 uh, meeting. And uh, just listening to those, I mean, um, you know, it, it's easy to, to have very little or low expectations that really kind of going in. But, but uh, as you were going through the experience and, and following the experience and interviewing people afterward, um, you know, the, are there things that you kind of, you know, learned about yourself? Uh, going through that or, or learned about the diabetes community or, or learned about how to be a, an advocate um, for not only diabetes, but just be, being an advocate you know, for people and patients in general? So I, I don't know if I learned anything directly. Like I said, I, I, it, it's kind of like I said that I realized that it wasn't just about diabetes. It was bigger than just diabetes. But I've always tried to behave somewhat maturely online. I know that, I mean, I, I work for the American Diabetes Association, and I know that while I'm not a public-facing member, my employer is, is public knowledge. If you go to my blog, you can clearly see that. I'm not hiding it or anything like that. But I know that the things that I do could potentially reflect poorly on them, and I don't want to risk that because I, I'm emotionally invested in where I work, obviously. I, mean, if, if I, I, I do feel like if I do a good job, then, then my work could contribute to the next $5 that comes in from a donation that could be the next thing for the cure. I mean, I have to believe that otherwise, what am I doing? Um, but I know that, but I know as a result of that, that I have to, I have to conduct myself a certain way online, even if I'm not necessarily representing the association. I am, and it just kind of is what it is. Um, so I've always known that there's a certain way that you should behave if you want to get a reaction. Um, I mean, this kind of dovetails into social media theory and things like that, but I know that there's a way to go about things if you want attention, if you want to try to try to generate some kind of response and, and, and get a following in one way or another. And I know that it, it, I'm not sure if Medicine X taught me any new tactics or anything like that, but it just it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, that what I'm doing, it, it, it almost kind of reaffirmed that what I'm doing is it, it might be somewhere on the right path because the way that these people were going about their business and the way that they were, the way that they were sharing their stories and they were, they were, they were promoting all their efforts and endeavors it made me feel good about the way that I was going about things because while I might not be as creative or as passionate or as motivated or as or, or as you know as, as intelligent as any of these people up there that were presenting, I knew that I was. It felt good to know that I was in the I was in the same room as them, and that was kind of a justification in itself. And I, I felt that I I had an idea what I was doing, and I could still I could stay the path and and, and know that as long as I kind of carry on as I am, that eventually I can have these like I said moments of brilliance where. I can capitalize on, on those opportunities for me. 
Uh, my guest on the line uh, is uh, the host of the Just Talking Podcast, uh, JustTalkingPodcast.com. Chris Snyder is with me. Uh, and as we're kind of starting to close up here a little bit, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about social uh, social media theory a little bit. Uh, because anybody who's listening 47 minutes in, uh, they're probably going to be not even care what we you. talk about. Because, uh, uh, but uh, I, I do I did want to talk about kind of you know how you balance your uh, professional, you know, your, your job with um, you know the stuff that you do online that's not associated with your job. I mean, it's all kind of associated with with the disease state of diabetes, but it's not really um, associated with your job uh, directly. So, how do you kind of balance um, your online message, your online presence, um, you know, between those two type of things, like between podcaster and working for the ADA? So the the very first thing here, whenever you listen to my podcast, is my disclaimer that the views and opinions expressed not necessarily represent that in my employer. So a disclaimer, I, right? Yeah, so I probably should have said at the beginning of this just in case I say anything that will get me in trouble, which I hope I didn't. Um, so I, I, I have that there just to, just so I can separate myself there. So while, I mean, I've had, I've had guests on my podcast that might be more directly related to Diabetes or the American Diabetes Association, as you mentioned, Ryan Reed. He's actually nationwide, not NASCAR, but um, he he he's partnered with the American Diabetes Association. And he has the logo on his car, which is really exciting on a number of different levels. I actually got to meet the kid. He's only 19 now, which is incredible. But I mean, those types of opportunities are fantastic. But there has to be a division of okay, this is professional me when I'm on the clock, and that's one thing. And then if I'm off the clock, these things, while they might somehow you, you could connect a few dots to get back to the ADA. That's not what I'm about. And I have to be clear about that. And it's, and, and my bosses have been very receptive to the fact that I have this online presence and they're super, like I said, very receptive, they're very understanding about the fact that, I mean, I had this diabetes blog before I came to work for the ADA. So it's just a matter of updating a disclaimer, my about page. And then, Hey, you know, in, in case, if I ever have any questions about stuff that I'm posting, I can bring it to my bosses comfortably. And it's never really been a problem. I don't really, I, I try not to really address topics that would, kind of address address that conflict, so I'm okay. Um, when it comes to managing everything else, I just have to have really productive lunch breaks is really what it comes down to. Um, I mean, I, I, would, I, I tweet during the day because I had the opportunity to do so, but when it comes down to writing a blog post, I need to do it before I get to work and whenever I come home or during my lunch break. I mean, whenever I'm on the clock, I need to be on the clock. Are there certain topics, you know, uh, um, that you think twice about or you say, you know, this would definitely not be cool with the boss, so I should not talk about this specific topic or I shouldn't interview this person on my podcast? So, uh, the podcast stuff, I've always, um, I've only been a couple of those instances where I needed to clear it with with my management first. And whenever that was the case, I asked them before I even sent that first pitch email. So I knew that I had to go ahead from the, excuse me, from the beginning. Um, I actually did write a post uh, my first year after I'd started at ADA um, about the whole ADA versus JDRF debate because I was really right. frustrated with all the conversation that was happening on Twitter and my boss brought me the next day and said, hey, I read, I read what you wrote, which is weird to have your boss read your blog. Um, it's like, you know, I, you're not in trouble, but try not to talk about that stuff again or try to talk about it that way. And I knew it wasn't necessarily the right thing to do and there was a better way to talk about that without necessarily talking about it. But for the most part, I just stay out of those conversations because there really is no winner whenever people are that, you know, dug in on, on whichever side, if, you know, as it were, I mean, uh, that they think that they're on. I mean, at the end of the day, it's diabetes, and that's what I try to focus on. Um, so for the most part, I've, I've learned to just stay away from those topics, or I will have, you know, offline conversations, or I will exchange text messages with people that I trust. I mean, if I ever really feel the need to vent, I have a girlfriend. I can talk with her about that stuff. Um, so if I, wow. I've learned to... 
I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I've learned I've learned to control my rage whenever it boils up to the point where I just don't talk about that stuff. And it's it, there are things that I'm passionate about that I just don't need to talk about. You don't have to share everything online. I mean, I share a lot, probably too much at times. But there are things that I definitely don't share, and I'm, I'm comfortable enough to know that there are some things I just don't talk about, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And kind of just re- reflecting to to our conversation when I was when I was on uh, on, on your show there, um, as far as you know, doctors and patients, um, you know, uh, being online or potentially interacting online or, or direct doctor-patient relationship, you know, being online. I, I was listening to, to the podcast today and kind of uh, prepping for this is that that was a really good uh, section that we talked about there. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's kind of just trying to communicate, trying to share both of our stories from both of our points of view, but even though we may not agree, but at the end of it, we just, we're just kind of, um, you know, we understand each each other's point of view, even you know, just to let people know, you know, sometimes I complain about patients, um, and you know, people can be offended by that, uh, but I try to make that kind of as a as a teaching point, not of as uh, as being real aggressive about it or being real negative about it, but trying to to let people know my point of view, uh, taking care of people who, who may not want to be, want to take care of themselves, and I know that there are some people or patients out there that might be offended about that, uh, so. I guess where I'm going with this is that it was that that, that was a, a, an interesting exchange that we had back then. Um, I didn't know if you had any further thoughts on that as far as after that or you know just, just kind of patients and physicians online in general. Huh. Yeah, that was a big setup um, there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I just I, I I think that there's still enough of a middle ground that that we can both you know we air quotes we can approach. Where nobody's nobody's going to get in trouble, you know. It's I, I think that there's still enough of a learning opportunity from both sides of of, of different topics and in, 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 in topics of conversation that we can definitely learn. Like I said, it, it, there might be a lot of opportunity. There might be a lot of chances where you're just going to agree and disagree. I mean, I mean, the healthcare system is what it is, and you know, you have your limitations, and and me as the patient. There are so many things that I may want, but I might not have access to or might not have the ability to access for whatever reason. It's just, you know, that that sucks on both ends and we're both angry, but there are rules in place and there are regulations and things like that we just can't avoid. And that kind of is what it is. Um, But I think that as long as the conversation continues to happen, I think that there's still a tremendous opportunity to learn from both sides. And I think that, that it's encouraging to have people like you out there like I, like I said on the podcast, fighting the good fight because I know it's it's not necessarily a mainstream thing for medical professionals to be engaging on 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 Twitter and Facebook and things like that, and it could be potentially dangerous for your career if if you if you mess up once. Um, but for the people out there that are doing that and that are having those conversations, it's huge. Um, I guess on the line is uh, the host of the uh, Just Talking uh, podcast, JustTalkingPodcast.com. Chris Snyder is with me, and, uh, um, and just in the, in the remote moments that we have here, I just well, just, just some close some loops here. Um, so, um, getting back to talk about podcast theory and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so, so the opening theme there is is uh, the, the the old uh, Conan O'Brien opening. Uh, so that's probably copyrighted. Uh, and of course, the, uh, the 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 bumper music there is uh, the Guns N' Roses uh, "Sweet Child of Mine" uh, intro, and that's probably copyrighted too. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I, I I I like your music in that in that it's uh, you know it, it's. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's groovy, you know. It kind of it kind of really, you know, just like you said, it kind of sets the mood. It kind of it very much uh, matches your personality. And then when you just kind of go in there and boom, here's the guest. Uh, so because uh, I because uh, uh, 
I was listening to that, and then, and then, I, and then I listened to the Nick Dawson uh, episode, and, and uh, that, that kind of, you know, really, that I, I like how you kind of break the, the conversation up there with, with some bumper music. That's kind of cool, too. I just kind of go straight through because I'm kind of lazy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and I know this is, for the listener, this is kind of like podcaster bromances were, were telling each other how awesome our podcasts are, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but that, that was kind of my my uh, my impressions uh, of that, and, and uh, I don't know if that answered any questions from the from like 50 minutes ago when you were talking about the intro music. I, I just it's like I said that that first impression it, it, it was very strong, and I think that as far as as far as my podcast goes with like the interludes and things like that, I know that early on I was debating the interludes, but I mean, there's the weird pseudo NPR vibe that I I try to give off with that. Um, I'm not sure if it necessarily works, but I, 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 it's gotten to the point where, as far as editing my podcast, I have a template set up where I just I, 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 I poured in the, I poured in the raw audio of the podcast itself, and then I, I keep timestamps of all my transition points, and I already have the segue audio, the interlude audio, just chopped up and ready to go, and I just moved around where I need to. So editing my podcast has gotten down to a smooth science of potentially 15 to 20 minutes. It's me. I don't have any any bleeps or anything like that. I have to take out. So it's. It's a well-oiled machine, but like I said, I have to because I'm doing all this during my lunch break. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, she's. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how I fit all the time, and it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I try to borrow the time from somewhere. Uh, there should and be you're like a doctor, four. So I don't know where you find the time. You, you, there should you be like four of me. You know, it's just it's just so crazy. Um, uh, so uh, so last question. So uh, we talked about before the show. So Galaxy Z X S4. Uh, what, what's your impressions of it? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, do you regret getting it? Or uh, I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I like the fact that the camera is awesome. I like the fact that the processor is efficient. Um, and I'm using Google now, which is a weird thing for me. But whenever you pull down the notification bar. It will tell me how, how long it's going to take me to get home whenever I'm actually at work. It, it knows based on GPS on that works. It's like, hey, it's going to take you an hour to get home, which I already know because traffic in the D.C. area sucks, but it's nice to know that, hey, this is what you are, this is where you are based off of the time and other things that we were gathering data about you because we're Google and we know everything about you. This is what's happening. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a Galaxy S4 thing, but um, it's, it's you know, Android. I, I'm definitely on Team Android, that's for sure. Uh, it's, it, it's a solid phone. It, 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 as far as I can tell, it is well worth the hype. Uh, my guest on the line has been uh, the host of the uh, Just Talking Podcast, JustTalkingPodcast.com, and uh, Chris Snyder has w- been with me. I'll uh, let you gather some thoughts there, Chris, just for some uh, some closing thoughts uh, for my audience, uh, have you do with social media or diabetes or podcasting or wh- whatever you want to do to kind of button things up. But uh, um, I do want to share your information again, uh, uh, JustTalkingPodcast.com. Uh, and... Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you, you do have uh, 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 all these branding things. I do want to ask you about that. So, so are, is there like a is there like a branding kind of reconciliation that you want to do, where you're just going to keep everything separate, or is that just going to drive you nuts, or does that drive other people nuts, or what happened? What's happening? With that? Um, I know it drives a few people nuts, but I think that I've been doing this long enough that um, at this point I'd be kind of dumb to change it at this point. Um, which you know, I kind of dug my own grave for that one, I guess. Um, I don't know. It, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think that I've kind of unofficially set up that two-step verification with the blog URL and the blog title being different. So that's pretty cool. Um, I feel confident with the I am Spartacus thing, just so I can walk around saying I am Spartacus, which nice. I don't necessarily. I, I don't necessarily believe, but I also do kind of believe it secretly. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> it, uh, I, I don't know. It's it, it's it, it's it's just fun sometimes. I, mean, I, I do have sure. a problem with oversharing, and but it's there have been so many great things that have happened to me 
as a result of all of this social media nonsense that there's no point in turning back now. Uh, so the podcast is just talking podcast.com. You can follow him on Twitter. I am underscore Spartacus. The blog is to be sugarfree.com. And, uh, it's been a great talk with you. You have, you have any, any, any closing thoughts uh, for my audience as we, uh, as we close up the show here this evening, add one more hashtag to you. Hashtag med X follow that. So whenever Dr. Mike and I fist bump in real life, there will be documented proof with pictures and, and animated gifs and all kinds of fun nonsense. That's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> animated gifs. <laughs> uh, and I know you answered this already. So, what, uh, is there? Uh, I know. I know. Last year you had zero expectations uh, for for MedX. So what, what do you have expectations uh, this year? Uh, are, are you planning to do a lot more social media stuff? You're going to be interviewing people out there. Do you have a plan yet or anything? Or are you just going to kind of fly by the seat of your pants and do whatever? I'm going to do everything I can to, to gather as many email addresses as possible for, for the post-MedX kind of run of, 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 of podcast guests because MedX definitely fueled about three months of podcast guests for me. It's pretty exciting. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't really developed, I haven't really thought about what to expect, even though I know what I'm getting into now. Um, I think I'm going to be trying to be a little more, uh, a little less snarky on Twitter. I, I think that there's, oh, there's come a lot. Well, see, so here's the thing. I mean, okay, so, so I think there's definitely a place for that, but I think that I, whenever I'm going to be, excuse me, whenever I'm going to have more of a purpose, whenever I want to say something that has value, I want to make sure that um, I'm more clear about that. I, I mean, I'm not going to turn off the snark, but I want to make sure that the snark is not consecutive. Maybe that's probably the best way to put it. Is there a snark meter that you use or a litmus test? Or? I, I, I don't, but it, it just... I don't know. It's, it's it's like I said. I mean, I I know that I'm there, and you know, I, I mean, I'm awarded the scholarship, so it's. I mean, other people are aware of my social media presences outside of the people just immediately following on Twitter, and I'm not necessarily afraid of anything that I'm going to say, but I, I also don't want to reflect poorly on the conference because, I mean, it's it's more than it's more than than a five minute blunder or something like that. If somebody screws up or if somebody doesn't connect with me, I don't want to bury them for for the next. You know, twelve hours because that's not fair for the rest of the conference, and I don't want to drag yeah. anything else. So, I, mean, I think there are opportunities yeah. to be kind of a smartass, if I can say that. But, nice. um, I, but I don't want to. I don't want to let that take over as tempting as it could be at times. Cool, cool. Well, Chris, thanks so much for the time. This has been this has been so much fun. I, well, um, let's bring it back as, as medics get closer, and uh, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and, and we can we can uh, maybe even talk about some other uh, social media identities that you have out there that you didn't reveal tonight. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so let's think. I mean, I've, I've got seven tumblers or whatever now. So if I oh I, my god, I might one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, so I got seven. I might get to ten by the time MedX happens. We'll see. I need to stop. I have a problem. We'll 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 bring you back and have an intervention right here on the air. It'll My be, friends uh, have already tried an intervention. I built two more after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm hopeless. I'm sorry. Uh, well, thanks so much for the time. We'll we'll, we'll talk again very soon. And uh, just talking podcast dot com is, is is that your home base, or is there is there other people that you want to direct people? Uh, I mean, to be sugarfree dot com is is my primary primary. I mean, I've, I've got links out to all the tumblers in case you care, uh, and the podcast as well. That's I mean, I update that. I do post every day. I need to post today right now actually, um, but I do write every weekday. Sometimes about diabetes, sometimes about my cats, sometimes about movies that I saw. Go see Fast and Furious Six. The movie's fantastic. Um, yeah, that uh, it's you know it's 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 a slice of me. So if if whatever reason this this interview didn't turn you off, to be sugarfree dot com is probably your next best source for a little bit more of my nonsense. All right, thanks a lot, Chris. Thank you.
All right, kids, that uh, ends my show here uh, tonight. And uh, if you want to check out more about me, go to familymedicinerocks.com. That gets you all of my uh, social media identities um, out there and uh, Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Uh, thanks again to my, uh, my guest, Chris Snyder. Uh, go to uh, justtalkingpodcast.com and uh, check out um, his interview with me, and uh, that'll be fun. So that is my show tonight. Uh, have a good week. Have a good weekend, and uh, we will talk to you all very soon. Family Medicine Rocks dot com. Good night, everybody.